your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. What is good, everybody? This is your boy, Mark B. I'm uh, from here on out, from henceforth and now and forevermore, I will be known as Mark B, that dude from the G. You know why? Because I ain't fooling with y'all Indianapolis folks. I'm not. I ain't fooling with y'all. East side, west side, I don't care what side you're from, I ain't fooling with none of you. None of you. All y'all. And my boy Kendall is watching. I'm, look, look, bruh, I'm, I'm including... All y'all, the east side, west side, everybody, I ain't fooling with y'all. I ain't fooling with y'all. Somebody didn't get the memo that people is dying, not getting sniffles or something like that, dying from the COVID-19 virus. Look, I'm from Gary, Indiana. I'm from Gary. I've never been more proud of my hometown than I have right now. Right at this time right now, I've never been more proud of my hometown. Why? We ain't got no car shows going on up in the G. Nope. No car shows going on up there. Nah, bruh. We, people staying in the house. I mean, ain't, there's nobody that's going around and, and having gatherings of 400 people and stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Know why? Because we staying in the house. 
Indianapolis, Indiana, East Side, 38th and Arlington, last night had a, an infestation of niggerdom. Hard ER. Now, I, that's not that's not my catchphrase. That's my boy Kendall's catchphrase. He's he's gonna load you up with the niggas. But niggas was on display last night. It was not even not niggas. I, I, I let me let me change that. I apologize. Not niggas, niggers. There were some niggers, hardy R, that was on display. Niggerdom was on display last night on 38th and Arlington. And I don't even want to make light of the situation. And the reason why I don't want to make light of the situation is because, as with all niggerdom, somebody died. Somebody's baby is not here no more because there was uh, an uptick in the level of niggerdom that was taking place last night. Uh, that being the case, somebody, somebody somehow on uh, 38th and Arlington, somebody put together, somebody organized, got the word out to 400 plus folks. There was, they said upwards to 400. 400 folks last night was on display doing their car show thing and stuff like that in the midst of a global pandemic, a global pandemic. I mean, people in China, Uruguay, people in Ghana, people all over the world are experiencing the same pandemic, yet the niggers were out last night in full force doing what niggers do. Niggers be niggers and niggers and is that a word? Niggers and no, it is now. Niggers be niggerin. That's what I meant to say. So they, of course, everything's caught on video because this generation, Generation Z. Listen, um, people, everything is not. Uh, uh, what's the what's the generation right, right? I can't remember the 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 generation right under us. But this is Generation Z. This is the Z generation. Right, we blame a lot of things on millennials. This ain't them. This is Generation Z. Why does my head look pointy for some reason? I don't know. I don't like that. Look pointy, combed like I don't know. But anyway, let me get back on track. There was there was a, a, a apparently an Indianapolis tradition of uh, car shows that could not wait, couldn't wait till uh, July fourth couldn't wait they had to be out there 38th and Arlington at the old value city um, displaying their cars because maybe the cars were going to disappear before July 4th maybe maybe they were going to get repoed before the 14th the, the 4th of July so they had to display them now so that they could actually you know get them to be seen before they get put on the back of somebody's truck maybe that's it maybe that's the case in that case, I kind of understand. But if that's not the case, there was some strong niggerdom going on on uh, 38th and Arlington. And it was caught on video because this generation likes to get attention for everything. Everything has to be put on video. Everything has to be recorded. Everything has to be seen. It's not even important unless somebody gives it a like, unless somebody puts a heart. They don't even want to speak, won't even get put makeup on or won't even dress up or nothing like that unless somebody's going to give them a heart for it. Unless somebody's going to hit like, they refuse to do it. So these people were out 
those folks. I'm not part of them. So I'm you know, I'm I'm claiming my 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 hometown. Like I always do. I rep for G. I hard now. Don't don't come for me. Now I'm I'm repping G. I hard right now because we ain't had nothing like that going on. There was there wasn't no extreme level of niggerdom going on in Gary, Indiana last night. Which I'll tell you what was going on in Gary, Indiana, that'll come later. And this makes me even more proud of my hometown. But I, I digress. There were fights, of course, because what is, you cannot have niggerdom going on without fights. It can't. You, you have to, it has to be a nice influx. The ingredients have to be, you know, rebelling against uh, social norms, loudness, you know, uh, crew behavior, fights, girl fights. Dude fights happen, you know, randomly. It happens all the time. But girl fights have to be girl fights. Somebody got to twerk right after the fight. Like, like as soon as the fight ends, everybody, <sighs> and then somebody got to twerk. So you got to put that in there. All of that it is what a display of niggerdom is. And that's exactly what was going on. That's what was being shown tonight. The best and the brightest of Indianapolis, Indiana, was on the east side of Indianapolis last night, uh, showing off cars, twerking, fighting, and, of course, killed somebody. A little girl who actually wasn't there. She was 16 years old. She wasn't even part of the festivities and ended up dead because somebody didn't come there to enjoy the event. Or if they did, they didn't feel like they could enjoy the event without bringing their gun. Because what is amusement, what's entertainment without weapons? I don't know. Uh, I, absolutely nothing, I guess. But apparently, um, little girl was in her car. and I, Not little girl, she was 16. This uh, young, soon-to-be woman was in her car with her mom driving past and caught a stray bullet from somebody who was enjoying the festivities on 38th and Arlington. See, this kind of reminds me of like when you have kids and your kids wonder why you tell them stuff like lock the door, keep it locked, don't let any of your friends in the house while I'm gone, keep the phone charged, all that stuff. And they're like, oh, why are you telling me all this stuff? Because when the house gets set on fire, you're going to need that phone to be fully charged so that you can call somebody. Um, you're not going to let your friends in because your friend's going to let some other friend in and they're going to come steal your stuff later on when you're not there. Um, you keep the door locked because if it's not your friend, then somebody else can come in and steal your drive or kill you. We as parents who have been through a little something, who grew up in the hood and decided not to raise our kids in the hood, we know this. So we tell our kids this information to tell them why you shouldn't do this. And then our kids go against everything that we say, and then they try and figure out how to do what we told them not to do and not face the repercussions. Well, you can't. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. We'll come back from break. I'm not done. I'm not done. This might be the whole show. Because I got some stuff to say about this, man. This might be the whole show. The Breaks on JQL on radio. This is your, Mark, your boy Mark Brooks. Ah, look, flabbergasted. Stick and stay. Be right back with you. Yo, Rockin', what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Well, check this out. Since Norby Walters is our agency, right? True. Carol Lewis is our agent. Well, up. Zakia and Falk and Broadway is our record company. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? We rolling with Rush. A 
Rush Town Management. So check this out. Since we're talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together, I want to hear some of them deaf rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid and paid and paid of a master plan this ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand so i dig into my pocket all my money spent so i could deep up still coming up with lint so i start my mission leave my residence thinking how could i get some dead presidents i need money i used to be a stick-up kid so i think of all the devious things i did i used to roll up this is a hole up ain't nothing funny stop smiling you still don't nothing move but the money but now i learn to earn cause i'm righteous I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five. If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive. So I walk up the street, whistling this, feeling out of place, cause man do I miss. A pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper, me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish, but without no money, it's still a wish. Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid, so I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. So now to test to see if I got pulled, Hit the studio, cause I'm paid for. Hakim, check this out. Yo, you go to your girl's house and I go to mine, cause my girl is definitely mad cause it took us too long to do this album. Have you subscribed yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. Attention all artists. JQLM Radio would love to support and put your music into rotation. If you would like your music added to our rotation, all you have to do is send us your music in MP3 format to info.egoentnet net at gmail.com. That's info.egoentnet at gmail.com. And then simply share JQLM Radio with your followers, listeners, and fans so that they may tune in and support you too. Remember, we support you as you support us. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. This is Kiki Wyatt, and you're tuned in to JQLM Radio. Okay. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Because I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. All right, people. So, again, we're talking about uh, the the shameful display of what was going on yesterday on 38th and Arlington at the Value City 
parking lot, Old Value City parking lot, um, where uh, two people were shot. One, the I know I don't know about if the second person died or not, um, but I know that the young lady who was shot did die. Um, Value City parking lot where it was a necessity to turn up. My thing is this. There was a, um, back in, I'm, I'm trying to remember whether it was the, the 30s or 40s, there was a, um, there was a, an experiment that was done, the Tuskegee experiment, um, where uh, there was an outbreak of syphilis that was going on. And uh, the scientists that were studying it and coming up with a cure for syphilis had a cure for syphilis, but wanted to see the, the long-term effects of untreated um, syphilis patients on the African American, uh, untreated African Americans with syphilis, and what they were giving these uh, these men who were young and who could have, you know, with a little bit of penicillin, bounced right back from um, from this this you know disease. They they were giving them what they were called placebo placebos, you know what I'm saying, uh, fake drugs, telling them that, hey, yeah, we're going to give you these shots, and you just come in here every week, and we give you these shots, and they're going to help you with this, that, and the other, and I think there was only like one or two guys who ended up actually getting actual treatment for it because he went into the military, and the military um, did that for him, uh, but the rest of them, they stayed loyal to this process, Um because they believed they couldn't be lying to us. And you know why they believed that? It's because they had a black nurse that was issuing out the um, the placebo drugs. They, I think they were giving them, like, fake vitamins or something like that. Um, there was a movie that was done about it called Miss Everest Boys. And they the movie did a good job of not making her seem like a monster, and she was. Um, not making her seem like a coon, not making her seem like, you know, uh, 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 Uncle Tom or whatever. They did a good job of that. Somehow they made her seem compassionate. So you know it must have been produced or written by some white folks because she was like, uh, she was like, oh, oh we, we have to tell them. We, we have to let them. And they were like, well, do you want uh, them to to feel bad about knowing that they've been blah, 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 blah. And so instead of her pulling them to the side and saying, man, look, these folks want to see y'all die. Go here and get this medication. She convinced these guys to continue to come back and get these fake medicines, right? And, of course, they died, went blind, um, then wheelchair, all kind of crazy stuff that happened from untreated syphilis. That was somebody else doing something to us, having, um, doing experiments on us, right? What happened last night was us doing it to ourselves. Like, there used to be something with black folks where we used to take pride in not doing white people stuff. You know what I'm saying? And by white people stuff, black people know what I mean. White people, if you're watching or listening, what, what I mean by white people stuff is we're not going on safaris. No, I'm not going to no safari. I'm not going to go to see dangerous animals. Uh, and and if I do, if something happens and I just so happen to, you know, want to do that, I'm not getting out of the vehicle so I can go pet. I, I ain't doing that. That's white people stuff. I ain't doing that. 
I, I'm not going to go swim in shark-infested waters. That's white people stuff. Black people don't do that. We don't do stuff like that. Now, I, family members of mine have jumped out of airplanes. I'm going to put that out there. Ivory, I'm talking about you. Auntie Ina, I'm talking about you too. But generally, that's white people stuff. We don't do that. You know what I mean? We, in, in other words, what does all that mean? We don't intentionally put ourselves in harm's way just for the thrill of it. We don't do that. That used to be like a standard. That's why we would joke about it like a, a horror movie filled with an all-black cast would last about three minutes. You know what I'm saying? Except for Candyman. Candyman was different. But they did have to bring a white lady in there in order to make that thing work. But anyway, a black horror flick would last about three minutes. Why? Because like Cedric Entertainer said, when black people see some black person run, we run. We usually are averse to danger. If we see the danger, we go the other way. That used to be how we was. But these these Indianapolis people's different now. These different. Now, I'm saying this with my baby in front of me right now, who's an Indianapolis person and East Side person. Y'all Indianapolis person, y'all Indianapolis people different. Y'all different, man. I, you, you, your kids different. I don't know. Like I, natural selection. Natural. She said they got dropped on their head. Look, natural selection says that. You know the survival of the fittest; those who are who are able to survive tests and trials of life and in of danger and stuff like that. They're meant to survive. I really don't think some of these kids is meant to make it. I don't think so. I, I don't. You know that it can be gotten through uh, droplets that can come out when somebody coughs, right? So. If they cough, those droplets come out of somebody's mouth, right? So that means that whatever's in somebody's mouth, the spit, the saliva, that can be transferred to somebody else in some way in order to infect them. If that's the case, why are you passing a blunt? Why? You see somebody over there on the other side. You don't like them. They don't like you. I'm talking for the females, the young, young ladies now. Her, her booty's bigger than yours or her breasts are, are bigger than yours or your man looking at her and ain't looking at you. You mad. You want to fight. Cool. You can't wait till the 4th of July. You're going to see her again. Y'all do the same stuff. Y'all go to the same places. You can't wait. You got to handle that right now. Meanwhile, you punching it. Look, if saliva can transfer COVID-19, I'm pretty sure blood and sweat can. You you got to fight them right now. It's necessary right now. You can't wait. Like there's no there's no sense of self-preservation with these kids. And and look, I'm putting it on the parents. Why am I putting it on y'all? Look, fight me. I don't care. I ain't scared of y'all. Why am I putting it on y'all? 400 people. 400 young people was out there. You mean to tell me none of y'all knew? None of y'all knew. None of y'all heard nothing. None of y'all Knew anybody that said, hey, look, I, I got to get my outfit right tonight. Because you know we ain't stepping out without our outfit right. Nobody, you ain't seen none of your little daughters, your, your sons, your cousin, nephew, or something like that. None of them getting their head lined up by their, you know, cousin or brother. You ain't see that? Nothing, nothing like that going on? Come on now. Come on now. Let, let's, let's 
Let's call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? Truth of the matter is, what happened last night made everybody melanated look horrible. Because I put up two posts today. One of them was Martin Luther King, who looked like he was scowling. I'm sure he wasn't scowling at the time. Maybe he, they just said, don't smile on this one. But he looked like he was he, That look that he had on his face was, to me, looked like a look of just disgust, just disappointment. And that's why I put it up. Because Indianapolis is a conservative city. With all the black folks in Indianapolis, it's a conservative city. Indiana is a conservative state. Conservative, you can you can sli- slide racism into conservatism really, really easy. It fits real nice. So you have all these black people that are up there advocating for y'all on a daily basis. What's going on, Andrea? They advocating for y'all against all these folks that don't care nothing about your community. And they're telling those people that our community needs this stuff in order to survive, in order to thrive, in order to do better. We need job job placement. We need education. We need funding for this, that, and the other. All of this stuff. And then somebody go Facebook Live, hey, turning up during a global pandemic. There are they are imploring these people to do something to benefit you all to help you all. Meanwhile, your kids is out there on 38th and Arlington spitting all over each other and coughing all over each other, and they bringing it home to you. They bringing it back to your house, because trust me, anybody that goes out so that they can twerk in the parking lot is not washing their hands when they come back. They're not doing that. They they are not taking precaution to be able to, uh, uh, to to not bring home the virus that they just newly acquired while they were out turning up. They're not doing that. So they're bringing it back to your house. These are your kids. These are your cousins. These are your nieces and nephews. I, I, I refuse to believe that there were any 35 and olders there. I refuse to believe that. I, I really don't want to believe that. But again, Indianapolis folks is different. No different down here, man. Like, like it could be hail storms coming down outside, and because you know somebody telling you to do this, you're gonna do the opposite. You're gonna go outside, get burnt up. Listen, this stuff is different, man. People are getting took out of here who were fine two weeks ago, and. There's a whole swath of people who don't believe, like my grandma used to say, fat meets greasy. Basically, for those who aren't from the community, they don't believe that something is real until it happens to you. That is the dumbest way to learn in the history of the universe. If you have to have firsthand knowledge of everything, I have to question your cognitive skills. I have to question it. You may be too slow to live. If everything that you view as valid or real, you have to touch, taste, feel with your own hands, mouth, eyes, something's wrong with you. Because we get educated by the experiences of others. That's how you're supposed to learn. When somebody else has done something and they've either 
passed or failed. They've either succeeded or failed at it. They come and they tell you about it. Okay, this is what you need. This is what you shouldn't do because this is uh, what happened to me. There's no old folks that can tell these young people that in particular because old folks ain't doing that. They're not going. There's never been a generation that there was a pandemic outside making people sick and making people die where they had to go and show off their cars and dance for the gram. There hasn't been a generation that did that. Not when you could risk death either, like death or turning up. Like there hasn't been a generation before this one that chose turning up. We've had sicknesses before. When the AIDS epidemic hit, Look, that threw a curveball in a whole bunch of people's dating lives. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're from Atlanta. <clears throat> but that that threw a curveball for a whole bunch of people's dating lives. People decided, okay, my life is more important than going out and getting a little some, right? So I'm going to have to either be really, really cautious. I'm going to have to, you know, hold off and not, you know, throw it through every female that I come into contact with. Or I'm just going to go out and I'm going to die. Now, there's some people that chose dying. Natural selection said, okay, that person don't need to be here. And, and you know, that that ninja, a.k.a. AIDS, took them up out of here. But COVID-19 is different, man. It's It's delayed. And you might not die. You might make it through. But just because you might make it through doesn't mean your cousin's going to make it through. Don't mean your friend's going to make it through. Don't mean your mama or your grandma's going to make it through. But this is... This generation seems to not care about anybody else. Like, you know that you could give it to your mother. You know that you could give it to your grandmother, and you still don't care. I don't know, man. While while you all are turning up down here in parking lots, um, Gary and Anna's very own, Keisha Passmore and Kim Baldwin um, put out a video um, in a song showing love and support for people whose families have uh, died, or family members have died from COVID-19. You can check that out on my on my personal Facebook page or on the JQLM radio page. I'm going to put it up on there after this broadcast. That's what we're doing in the G. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know about y'all Indianapolis folk. Don't know about y'all. I know what we're doing in the G, though. G.I. stand up. On that note, I'm going to take a break. We're going to pay a couple bills. And uh, listen to some good music and uh, be right, right back with you, all right? This is Breaks on JQLM Radio. Your boy, Mark B. Stick and stay. Fun, ladies.
strange reaction. The more I see, the more I do. Baby. Tell all your friends they can go my way, pay your toll, sell your soul, pound for pound, cost more than gold. The longer you stay, the more you pay. My white line is going down every Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM radio through the TuneIn radio app or the Stream of Simple radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. Yeah, I got the juice now. Welcome to JQLM Radio. It's real, raw, and relevant. Check out our stellar talk show lineup for your listening pleasure. We have everything from morning entertainment to health and wellness to empowerment to real life issues, music, marriage, sex, comedy, and much more. This is the place to be for the hottest talk shows in radio. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app or the TuneIn radio app and then search for JQLM radio. Make sure you make it a favorite. Or you can listen straight from the JQLM radio Facebook page by just clicking on the use app button. You can also listen from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Oh, and did I mention you can tune in 24-7 for the hottest in R&B, gospel, hip-hop, and more when your favorite show is not on. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. A division of Ego Entertainment. Enjoy. I don't know what you see in me. Like, why do you believe in me? What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Andre Speed, and you're listening to JQLM Radio. Let's go. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. All right, man. Listen, I know I'm going to get some, some Indianapolis folks to look at me side-eye. That's okay. Y'all can't look. Y'all can't explain this one. Y'all can't explain it. Y'all got going to have to hold this L. Y'all going to have to hold it. No, we ain't doing that up in GI. Now, GI people, don't make me look bad now. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I did all this bragging about us. Don't make me look bad. You keep, get your kids together. Have that conversation with them. You know, like, you know the conversation that your mama used to have before you went to the store and stuff like that? Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for nothing. All that. Have that conversation with your kids now. Don't make me look bad. 
We ain't doing that up in GI. So, all right. I'm just saying. Indianapolis got a whole bunch of skyscrapers and, and all kind of buildings and stuff down there. We ain't got all that in GI, but we got a little bit of common sense up there. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, I'm done with y'all Indianapolis folks tonight, for, just for the day. I'll be back with y'all tomorrow. But here's something we all can have a chuckle about. Your girl, Katie Keurig. You remember her? She was a award-winning journalist. Uh, I think she was on Nightline, I believe. She hosted various shows. Just a well-known journalist that used to interview every. I'm talking about she's interviewed serial killers. She's interviewed, like, uh, 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 people from from um, war-torn lands and dictators. She interviewed a whole bunch of different people. But the only person that ever left her shook, apparently, was Denzel Washington. What? Yes. Katie Carrick on, uh, I think it's her show that she had on. She, I didn't really investigate her too much because she was on some, uh, she was on some Becky stuff with this one, right? Um, Katie Carrick in a, uh, in a podcast or, or whatever was talking about an interview with Denzel Washington, but it wasn't just Denzel Washington. It was during uh, the remake of The Manchurian Candidate where she was talking about that interview left her shook. Why? Because Denzel Washington wasn't playing. He wasn't playing games with her when she was talking about um, there's people who believe that Hollywood folks should just stick to acting, right? And Denzel said, well, I'm, I'm not Hollywood folks. Who, who is that? Like, Hollywood is a place that's got, like, some stars on the ground and stuff like that. I'm not from here. I don't know anybody from Hollywood. I am Denzel Washington. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, with the, but Hollywood folks, some people believe that, you know, you actors. And so he's like, hold on, listen, listen, Katie. Um, I, he basically paraphrased and said, address me. Talk to me. I'm Denzel Washington. Talk to me. Ask me about my views, my thoughts on something. Don't lump me in with Hollywood folks because I'm not from Hollywood. I am not a Hollywood folk. I'm not Hollywood folks. So don't lump me in with that. For some reason, that left poor Katie Couric shaking. Listen, man. Do you know how tiring it is um, as a black man to always be uh, considered dangerous to white women? Like the only time... White women want us, or white people in general, want us to be aggressive is when we're in the bedroom. That's the only time. Anything outside of the bedroom, we're supposed to be the most nice, uh, the most pleasant, the, the, the most accommodating people in the world. But, any, but if we ex express anger in any way, we're considered dangerous. You can look at the, the protests that's happened that has happened here in recent years, right? Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick was considered a thug and angry, and why can't he just be happy with what he has and this, that, and the other for taking a knee, not speaking, not grabbing the microphone and yelling at white folks or white America or white supremacists. No, no, he just took a knee, and they came to him and asked him questions, and they he was called a son of a bitch by the president. He, he, uh, he had other people say, who, to this day, claim that... He was so ungrateful for this country and everything that this country has provided for him. Meanwhile, you got some white men with 
military-grade rifles storming the state capital of, or, or the state building of, what, uh, uh, I think Minnesota was one of them. Like, all over, it was organized all over the country. You know what the police did? The police just made sure that nobody uh, shot one of the senators. They just stood They just stood between the senators and or the governor and these people. To, they didn't do anything. They did absolutely nothing. Let one black dude raise his voice. Let one black dude raise his voice, and he's going to be thrown on the ground, beat senseless, might be shot because, you know, we got superhuman strength. Happens all the, whether we have a weapon or whether we have no weapon at all. Happens all the time. That's why, like, it almost gets tiring to say if they were black. We say it all the time. We say it so much. And we don't say it to one another because we know. We're saying it to white folks. If he was black, blah, 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 dot, 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 dot. If he was black, dot, 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 dot. Fill in the, every, fill in the blank. If he was black, white folks can go up to the state capitol with guns, military-grade rifles, and nothing happens. The Black Panther Party went to the state capitol in California, and to, went to the state building in California, and within two weeks, Ronald Reagan signed a law saying that weapons cannot be carried on at the state capitol. Within two weeks. White folks run up in there. They up in the perch position in case they want to snipe somebody. They, all over the place. Nothing happens. Oh, well, we, maybe they're so serious. Maybe we should take them seriously and start thinking about what issues they actually have. So they can bring guns to, uh, uh, to protest. They can bring guns to protest, be fully armed to protest. And, and somebody in power will be like, hmm, well, maybe we need to take them serious. Maybe we need to investigate what their grievances are. But Black Lives Matter will have a rally outside of a building and people will be like, look at those thugs and miscreants. Disgusting, all breathing up all our air and demanding stuff that we promised them 400 years ago. I, I believe it was James Baldwin that said that to be black in America and have even a rudimentary, and I'm paraphrasing, um, knowledge of what's going on is to walk around in a continuous state of anger. Because being black, you know that people just view themselves as being better than you. They should have more than you. They should have more freedoms than you. And even when you show them the differences between your freedom and their freedom, they still act like there's some justification for taking your freedoms away or you being less of an American than they are. There's old tropes that they use. Black people are dangerous. Do you notice that we weren't dangerous when we were slaves? We weren't that dangerous then. Think about it. If you were buying cattle, right, but the cattle that you were buying, they were honorary. They didn't want to work, and they were always trying to bite their master or, or ram them or something like that. That would be a horrible investment. You don't buy those. You buy people who are you buy things or uh, cattle that's going to do the work 
and not be considered dangerous. That makes sense, right? We weren't considered dangerous. We weren't considered criminals until we were freed. We weren't arrested and put in jail for committing crimes until we were freed. Somehow we became more dangerous. We became uh, uh, more violent when we were given our freedom. Katie Couric just continues the same narrative that, you know, that a black man showing any kind of aggression whatsoever is dangerous, left me shook. If my auntie wasn't watching, I'd, I'd have different words that I would put right here to, to Katie Couric. Michael Moore said, Michael Moore uh, in, in, a, in a documentary called Sicko, and I advise anybody that, that loves documentaries like I do to watch that. In Sicko, he broke down the fear of white people, right? And when I say white people, of course I don't mean every white person. I hate even, even having to preface statements like that. But when I speak about racism or white supremacy, um, people assume that I'm speaking about all white people. If I speak about something that, uh, that, that happens in the black community that black women do, I'm speaking about all black women. So you know, people need prefaced statements. But what Michael Moore said is that once they freed these slaves that they had abused and they had, um, <laughs> well, I just said, go ahead. I can't do it until you know how it is. I, it won't come out. I, all, all them whippings that you gave me when I was a kid, it won't, it won't let the words come out. But Michael Moore said that if uh, that these people that were freed, that were slaves, that were beaten and mistreated all these years, the fear that white people had was if we make them equal to us, then they would do to us what we did to them. So we have to subjugate them. We have to keep them subjugated in order to ensure that they don't do to us what we did to them. Because if we were in their positions, we would do to them what they did to us. So we have to keep them subjugated in order to ensure that that never happens. That's why when you see movies uh, like, um, um, like Black Panther, Seems great to black people, scary to white folks. Um, you see movies like White Man's Burden, another good movie, John Travolta um, did an excellent job, where the world was flip-flopped. Black people were the majority, white people the, were the minority. And white people were experiencing the same types of issues that black people were experiencing. You should really check that movie out. It was cool. Um, I, I liked it. But the fear of a black planet. Those are things that were, that were spoken about in the 70s. And the fear is that if black people were ever to reach a level of, pro that's why President Obama was so feared by people. That's the reason why they had to fight so hard against him because the fear is if you ever put black people in a position of authority, they will do to white people what white people did to black people. And the ones who don't do it will allow it just like the ones, the white people who didn't, who don't commit racist acts but allow it same thing. So that is the fear. So when you get people like Katie Couric that says uh, her interview with Denzel Washington left her shook, as if she's never dealt with a, a, a hostile guest, right? And he wasn't even that hostile. If you, if you ever if you find the video, he wasn't that hostile. He he just wasn't going for it. He he just you know when you're talking to somebody and and they just ain't going. You know that, that not not today. I'm not smiling for you today. I ain't, I ain't tap dancing today. 
the thing is, the only black man that is acceptable is a very accommodating, smiling black man or a gay black man. Those are only two that are considered non-threatening. And because Denzel ain't gay, and because he wasn't uh, uh, stepping and fetching, all of a sudden, he left her shook. She's, keep in mind, this is Katie Couric. Think of all the people that she's investigated, that all the people that she's interviewed. She just tore their life apart and then sits with them in a room to discuss why they did all the things that they did. That never, that didn't leave her shook, but a, a conversation with Denzel friggin' Washington left her shook. Shook. Okay. I just, I think that, and, and this isn't me even thinking that Katie Couric is racist, because that's, it's so easy to throw that term, right? I want people to understand that, that there are white people who are conditioned by racism, just like black people are conditioned by racism, or white supremacy. They're conditioned by white supremacy the same way that black people are conditioned by white supremacy, right? Black people are conditioned to know that we can't really trust white folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, they like there's a very few, and they have to prove that 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 you they're trustworthy because we've had so many instances in our lives where we thought we were cool with somebody, and we thought that we were on the same page, and only to find out that when push came to shove, when it got hot, they didn't have our back. They went right back to rely on their whiteness, right? So. We've we've been conditioned also to believe that that we can't achieve things, so we shouldn't even try. The effort that we the effort that we could give to do something, you almost have to be blind in order to give full effort. Because in the back of your mind, it's like well, I know they ain't trying to let me do this, that, and the other. So I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna just and you're you're expecting some kind of uh, fight. That's why what seems to be aggression with black people is just our way of surviving. If you were constantly under pressure and you if you were constantly subjugated, if you were constantly denied, if you were constantly sought after and hunted, you would be more aggressive also you wouldn't be smiling either. And because you refuse to smile, then you're a threat. And Katie Keurig just continued to play into that, um, that old racial trope that black men are dangerous. Because there were other people in the interview. I think Meryl Streep was one of the people that was in the interview with him. Meryl St Listen, Meryl Streep plays no games. If you ever want to see a white woman that's down for the cause who is loud, who will speak her mind. Meryl Streep is that one. Meryl Streep is with all of it. She want all the smoke. She is more aggressive, way more aggressive than a Denzel Washington. The question was about whether Hollywood people should stick to acting instead of being politically involved. As if you having a you having a job, which Denzel said, this is a job. I'm a acting is a job, but I am Denzel Washington. I'm not Hollywood. I'm not like acting does not take on take over my whole being. I pick this thing up, I put it down, I go home, and I, I'm chilling with my kids and my and my wife. 
that mindset of you know I don't I don't have to um, I don't have to please you or or be accommodating to you. Um, I don't have to bow my head to you. Makes a lot of white people uncomfortable when they're used to that. When you get to certain levels of the corporate world or the business world, you don't deal with a whole bunch of aggressive black men. And it's not because there aren't aggressive black men out there. It's because usually those guys are weeded out. Those guys aren't allowed to succeed. And black women who succeed and are aggressive to that level are called bitches. They're they're looked at as if um, somehow they they shouldn't be as aggressive as a white woman who's made it to that level or a white man who's made it to that level. As, it, as the hierarchy goes, white men, top dog, you know, white women underneath them, every other race, black women, black men, right? But what keeps black men down there is the mindset that any kind of progression that a black man gets comes to the detriment of a white man or white people. So if we allow black men to have a level of pride about themselves, if we allow black men to um, to speak forcefully, um, to be aggressive in what they say and how they say it, then they can only do that when they're wanting to hurt me, when they're wanting to take something from me. When they're, that's when all the all the conditioning that people have growing up comes into play. Because if me, if you come to a family uh, reunion or a family get together at the Johnson household, you're gonna see, a, you're gonna hear a whole bunch of people yelling. Yelling at points, uh, you don't know nothing. You're going to see a lot of that going on. But we're just expressing ourselves. We're just having a conversation. That's a normal conversation. It, where, where I, how I grew up, that's a normal conversation. In a lot of black homes, that's a normal conversation. We're passionate. But nobody takes that passion and says, oh, it's dangerous for you to have that level of passion. And the only time that black people are allowed to be passionate, black men specifically, is in the bedroom. We can be we can be fetishized to be passionate or to be aggressive then. But in the business world or in normal society, even when you're talking to the police and the police are demanding respect from you that they refuse to give to you or else they're going to hurt you, which there's a lot of video. That was one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, but listen, I had to talk about y'all, y'all Indianapolis folks first. I had to get that out the way. But even when Black men aren't allowed to be men when we're dealing with police officers. They take, they try and take that away, and we have to make the decision. Are you going to be a man, or are you going to stay alive? And black women do a really good job of enforcing the notion that our lives are more important than our pride. That's why we need y'all. Because as men, that's not, we're warriors. That's not, we're, we're made to protect. And when we feel somebody is invading, when we feel somebody is coming to hurt or harm, our mindset is to defend aggressively. The, the level of aggression is going to be equal to the, the threat level. So a police officer comes to us and, and calls us all out of our names and, and, puts their foot in our door so that we can't close the door. And then if we do close the door, then we've assaulted him. 
as if he has a right to be inside of our house. Or we're on the street buying, uh, we bought cigarettes and we're selling some of the cigarettes, some of the loose cigarettes that we bought with our own money. And a police officer gets in our face and calls us a bitch or, uh, or, says, uh, or yells and screams at us, spit coming from his lip into our face, and we're supposed to give you some yes sirs and no sirs. And if we don't, we're being aggressive, and that justifies anything that that police officer wants to do. It's one thing for people from another culture to feel that way. It's another thing for black folks to feel that way. That is a different kind of betrayal. That being said, we have to be wise. We can't afford not to. We're always outnumbered. We got to be wise, and we have to teach our kids to be smarter than what they've been. Listen, man, I would hate to be the parent of somebody who died because they were dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, you show up to the funeral, and people are like, well, what happened? Did they get hit by a bus or did it? No, they, you know, they electrocuted themselves with a car battery because they wanted to see how it felt. You know, that type of dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? Who wants who wants to have a a kid buried for being stupid? Nobody. Nobody. Yet, we got kids that'll, that'll go in the midst of a global pandemic and go around people so that they can wear their outfits and twerk and fight and shoot. Not, Lady J just mentioned something. Atlanta, listen, Atlanta ain't worried about no virus because they're used to viruses down there. Okay, I okay, I ain't gonna, that was the last time. I ain't going to do that to Atlanta no more, okay? I, was just, I had to throw that out there. That was for my girl, Celinda. I had to put that out there. But listen, Atlanta had cats at the mall waiting outside of the mall to get Jordans. We're in a global pandemic, and Amazon works, UPS, all these different avenues to get these to get whatever items. They standing in line, willing to risk death and health to get Jordans. It's times like that that makes being black not as pleasant as it normally is. I love being black. All of this. I love this. Love all this. Love all of it. Love it. Sometimes, though, I don't like it as much. Indianapolis, we got to do better. Y'all got to do better. I ain't with y'all. I'm from Gary. Y'all got to do better. Y'all got to teach y'all kids better, all right? This has been another one. The replay will be played Wednesday night at 8 p.m. at our normal time. I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. It's Breaks on JKLM Radio. Indianapolis, do better. GI, stand up. It ain't us this time. We good. Y'all stay safe. Get you some smarter kids. Put all your money on the smarter kids, all right? Peace and that grease.